when we look at um, a person's life, um, scarcity or uniqueness um, has a meaning versus in the business world, and certainly with abundance, uh, as a very different connotation, if you will, in a person's life and in the business world. Right, and I think, you know, it's very elementary to say, well, yes, abundance and scarcity, that's, they're opposites. Yes, you have a lot or you don't, <laughs> right? But, Annie, like you were saying, it's it's really understanding in as a commodity or as a person, personal life, business life, talking about how those differ. Hello and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I am your co-host, Annie McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm your other co-host, Zach Levy. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. Hello, and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Andy McDowell. I'm Zach Levy, your other co-host. Thank you for taking your time out to spend with us today, and hopefully we generate value in your life today. So, Zach, we um, we have a different kind of um, episode today uh, from the standpoint that we're um, going to talk about words that get thrown around a lot on the, uh, ever every regular day kind of vocabulary people use every day, but have a tremendous um, value in people's lives and in business. Right. So um, today's episode, we're going to talk about um, abundance versus scarcity, uh, which kind of sounds a little technical in terms, but reality is they're everyday words. Um, But in a person's life and in the business world, they're almost opposites and not opposites meaning abundance is an opposite of scarcity we all know that that's true but when we look at um, a person's life um, scarcity or uniqueness um, has a meaning versus in the business world and certainly with abundance uh, as a very different connotation if you will in a person's life and in the business world Right. And I think, you know, it's very elementary to say, well, yes, abundance and scarcity, that's, they're opposites. Yes, you have a lot or you don't. <laughs> right. But Annie, like you were saying, it's it's really understanding in as a commodity or as a person, personal life, business life, talking about how those differ. Right. And really right. digging in to understand. So, um, so before we get into that, let's just sort of set the stage so that right. there's no ambiguity in this. So 
when we um, look at the word uh, abundance, what what are we talking about? Right. So abundance meaning that there's plenty of some object or something in the world, right? And it's not necessarily a physical item. You can say there's an abundance of joy or there's an abundance of anger or there's an abundance of some kind of emotion. There's enough to go around. There's enough to go around that um, if you need some of it in your life or you need some of it in the business world, there's plenty to go around. Right. Right? There's not going to be... If you say you're going to have a sale on this particular item, um, you're probably going to have some folks show up just because it's on sale. But uh, your ability to go um, half a mile down the street to a store, you're going to be able to find it because right. it's uh, it's abundantly in the world. Uh, whereas on the emotional side, there's abundance of, of everything. I mean, it's right. part of the human life. Uh, from an emotional perspective, there's an abundance of of any kind of feeling that you can think of. All right, so that's uh, that's abundance, scarcity. Then we look at you know scarcity. It really it's rare. You know, you've really got to seek it out, right? Um, for example, being a car guy, you find car collectors that there's a 68 model whatever that is in mint condition that is scarce it holds a ton of value to that i mean you see auction cars like that go for a few hundred thousand dollars that really when they sold were only a thousand or so so um being a rare commodity that you can't just go to your corner store and find or you can't just drum up at at will Right. You have to go seek it. Right. Right. You, you might have, uh, for example, a particular service or certain product that even in a major city, you may only have two locations in the whole city that deal with that product or service. Right. Either because the demand is not there for it and couldn't support more businesses or the resource or the product is just so rare that, and you can't find enough of it. It's only going to support one business, or right? Two businesses, uh, for example, within the city. So scarcity, abundance, are the antithesis of of each other. Okay, so let's um, since we're speaking about commodity, let's talk about abundance in business, right? Um. It can even even relate itself to a manufactured product, right? If there's a, a huge demand uh, or need for it in the world and uh, you have enough resources in the world to make the product or service, then you can have a lot of people that enter the marketplace um, and get into that business. And as soon as you start having an abundance of people in the marketplace, guess what happens? The price competition becomes a commodity. It drives itself towards a commodity, particularly if the need is a sustainable need over long periods of time. You know, um, you'd have to imagine in our COVID world today, there are certain products that there's now tons of because we had this 
this need in a pandemic, you know, between right. masks and Hand sanitizer. sanitizer and so forth. And so you've got beer companies and liquor companies <laughs> and so forth that are getting into the sanitizer business because there's a huge um, demand and it's it's somewhat of a commodity right. at the moment. But as soon as the pandemic goes away, then it's going to go back to normal, normal, to normal levels. Level. So you even have some of these short-term spikes where things become commodities. Overly abundant. Uh, overly abundant because the demand is there right. because of the need of what's going on in, in, in the world and hmm. the marketplace. I mean, with current times, it's funny to look back, you know, things that were abundant now all of a sudden they started to become scarce. The great toilet paper shortage of 2020 mm. we had, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Who would have thought that something as abundant and easily to get as toilet paper would be a rare commodity at some point. It, um, it all goes to the demand and like we were talking about um, in business, the, it becomes a, as you would say, hot commodity price competition value and everything goes up, which really leads into scarcity in business, mm -hmm. right? Which, of course, we can apply both of these to, to commodities, to goods, to manufactured things and tangible things. Mm-hmm. But we can also apply these to a service or a certain level of value that somebody provides. Scarcity in business, right? Of course, with a commodity, if it's rare, if there's not a lot out there, the, but the demand is great, there's gonna, you can charge whatever you want to, right? Right. To a point. Um, but then... It's the same thing if you provide a, a value or you provide a service or you provide something that nobody else can, scarcity becomes a good thing, right? Right. To right. where there's an, if, you, if there's an abundance of need for that service, that good, that value, but there's a scarcity of those who provide it, that's where a lot of value is generated and that's where... That's where the really sweet spot is in business, right? right? Exactly. That's where you want to be is to be um, unique right? for your product or service to be a scarcity in the marketplace because there's only one place to go to find it. Um, and you have these wonderful things in the world that the governments have created called intellectual property mechanisms right. that protects the um your ability to come up with this uniqueness um or this better way you know it may right. be maybe a product out there that other people offer something to but you came up with a unique way uh which to make it um cheaper uh better higher quality Get it to market faster. There, there are a number of different ways that you can compete um, in the marketplace that gives you that uniqueness that you can then go and file for a trade secret, a patent. There are a number of different levels of protectiveness in the intellectual property um, realm. And as somebody who's been through it, I'm um, co-author on two patents uh, in the United States and in Europe. Um, it's a fascinating process to see 
exactly how you have to document everything and make sure you're describing the uniqueness and the research that the patent office goes through to ensure that you are gen you are generally unique. Um, if you have an, another product or service that has too much overlap with the way that you do things, they may not grant it to you because it's not unique enough. So the patent office has a standard or a litmus test to understand right. whether it's worthy of a patent or not. Right. Um, but those protections are out there to protect you for a period of time. I think it's 20 years or 22 years um, that you have the patent and nobody else can duplicate what you're doing for that period of time. And that's your reward. You got to reap it all on that time period. After that, floodgates open, as you've seen in like medicine. Right. As soon as you're a patent on a medicine, then people can come in and... Um, medicine, technology, distribution, Technology, other things, they can cetera. start copying it and, and, and all of a sudden it starts driving itself towards more of a commodity. Well, and... If you really want to break this down to the ridiculously simple business 101 is find a need and fill it, find a problem and solve it. Mm -hmm. But can you find that need and fill it or find the problem and solve it better than everybody else to where you create that uniqueness that people are willing to, you know, flock more towards or pay more for, right? So that's, you know, the intellectual property, the patents, everything. You get to protect that uniqueness once you create it, once you find your niche and really be able to not have that competition for a period of time. Right. So, you know, there's, but there's, you know, I love the saying, if you're not growing, you're dying, right? Because there's always going to be somebody else that wants to be more unique. So continuing to find that long term too. Well, and businesses should always be um, a mindset if you're trying to find your uniqueness. Right. Right. Maybe you maybe you are in a commodity business, but you're trying to through your branding and other mechanisms outside of the pricing that you're trying to generate your uniqueness and try and generate business that people want to pick you over others that offer a like product at a like um, price. Right. Or very close in the ballpark, for example. I mean, that's... It, I always like to go back to the airline business. What are you doing with your service levels and everything? Your your ability to get a person or cargo from point A to point B is, is the commodity part of the business. Right. So what are you doing with your branding and your marketing and level services to make yourself unique and separate yourself out from the others that people are going to make you their preferred choice. Right. Um, in the marketplace. And I really think when it comes to business, just to, you know, tie this, tie this, this piece up is in order to, to really succeed in business, it's got to be, you've, you've got to make yourself make what you do a scarcity, right? Mm-hmm. Create that uniqueness, make yourself a scarcity that would be sought out, that people will flock towards it, either whether it be on your price point, whether it be on your value, whether it be on both, then you've got, or you just solve a problem better than everybody else. You revolutionize, you disrupt and do something differently, but have an abundance mindset about the clientele, about your client base and revenue money, but think abundantly about that, that that is going to come to you 
freely and openly, not limited, so you find it everywhere. Yeah, so I like to think of it as a scale, right? So if you have abundance on the left-hand side, scarcity on the right-hand side, exact opposites, and then you have the scale in between it. Depending on what business you're in, your product and service, and and what's going on in the marketplace, you're going to be somewhere on that scale between right. abundant and scarcity. And so the goal should be to keep dry, trying to drive your business as close to the scarcity side as you can, because in doing so, you're going to generate a, a marketplace and a profitability for your business that other people have difficulty um, in copying. Right. You know, which gets into your business strategy and so forth. And we'll eventually have episodes on business strategy, but um, <clears throat> maybe we should uh, now move out of the business world, get into the human world. Yes. Relative to this. So, abundancy and scarcity in life. So, what part of human life, when you think about the Zach, what part of human life, when you think of abundancy and scarcity, does come to mind in human life? What aspects of human life? The biggest would be really the emotional ties is what my mind automatically goes to, right? Um, relationship, love, friendship, um, or even on the negative side, like we were talking about in the beginning, would be fear, joy, jealousy, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Um but that there's an infinite source or supply of that out there. Whatever. Yeah, so there's an abundance of emotions. Right. Exactly. Um, because the world is made up of human beings, emotions will always be around. Right. right. So there's an abundance. You know, if you're looking for a particular kind of um, energy or emotion that's going on in the world, hop in your car and you can drive around, you'll find it somewhere. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I guess this is one way of saying it. So for me, uh, I agree with the emotions, but I, I like to come in, um, add to that dialogue is about mindset. Mm. An, uh, an, abundance, an abundant mindset and a scarcity mindset. So what, what do we mean when we talk about those two items relative to a mindset? So... If you look at the world, uh, whether you're thinking of um, the financial aspect of your human life, um, uh, some of the emotions you're talking about, love, um, value, and so forth, are you a person that feels like there's plenty to go around? And it's just going to take me to have a focus and a mindset to go after it and go find it mm -hmm. for myself and my life, whether that's with your hobbies and interests, whether that's about putting a roof over your head and food on the table, um, or living the lifestyle that you want for yourself. Am I, is, it a, is it a dog eat dog world and I have to go beat out my neighbors or beat out people in my community or my country or in the world to have what I have because there's only a certain amount of it to go around. Mm -hmm. That's the scarcity part. That's the scarcity mindset to say, uh, 
think of it as a big bucket. There's one bucket and all it's in here, and we're all diving into the same bucket trying to get as much as we can, right? Um, a visual might be um, uh, you have um, a, a natural disaster that happens um, in, a, in a third world country, and the rest of the world is bringing resources to the table to help people survive while we try and regroup, so to speak, from this natural disaster. And you have military planes and so forth, um, or trucks that come in with the supplies. And you've <laughs> right. you've got this horde of people that are just diving and hitting, kicking and whatever over each other, just trying to get any kind of piece of um, the materials that, that, that have been brought in to help for the survival. Right. To me, is a is a visual I would have in my head about when we're talking about scarcity or scarcity mindset is there's only so much to go on uh, go around in the world and we're all fighting each other for it, mm-hmm. and so that's going to elicit certain kinds of behaviors out of people, right? Right. Really, with with, I mean, it breaks down to you look at people's. I think the most relatable to the world today would be talking about money, mm-hmm. right? Whether we have an abundance mindset about money, which is a resource, it's a tool, um, or a scarcity mindset. And based on the way people live their life and their views and their beliefs around this, you can, it, it's obviously blatant whether they have a scarcity or an abundance mindset. Mm-hmm. Because in reality, money is very, very abundant. There's not a finite amount of money that, oh, once once it's consumed, it's all, it's all gone, right? There's always more and more money to be had. And you look at people who give, right? If somebody's giving money, whether it be tithing or giving to charity or things like that, they do have an abundance mindset that, they're, they're, that there's always going to be more. Right. It's not, oh, once it's gone, I'm never going to have it again. Um, or on the scarcity mindset, it's hoarding as much as they can and wanting to take from as many people as they can. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's a, back to a former episode, it's fear based. The scarcity yes. mindset is very fear based when it comes to life. Well, that's what I was sort of driving this conversation <laughs> yeah. towards at the end was to get to the love versus fear thing yeah. again. But go ahead. So, um, in life, I mean, most of our resources are, you know, we've got to have an abundance mindset to really be able to even generate value as our, you know, as we talk about all the time, knowing that there's enough resources out there, enough people out there. I mean, another way coming from a sales world, right? Mm-hmm. It's funny to see the people that try something and then they're told no twice. Oh, well, there's, I just can't do this. If you take somebody that's an ultra success like Bill Gates, he had an abundance mindset. He there's plenty of people out there. Enough people will say yes, and now they're you know the ones that did in the beginning are billionaires. Well, you hear, you hear right. the stories of the people that um, start out in the entrepreneurial world. They start a business, they go two, three, four years, and it doesn't work mm-hmm. out. It fails. Um, if you had a, f- a fear based mindset or a scarcity mindset, you'd be like. I'm done. I'm going right. back to the corporate world or 
uh, do something different in their life versus those that you hear the success stories of they tried once and they failed, they picked themselves up, they tried again, maybe failed a second time, and then the third time was the charm. If you don't have an, an abundance mindset to say, uh, and making decisions based off of love, then uh, you would never get yourself to that to that point where you are ultimately successful in in the business world, right? Um, possibly in life, right? Right. So, well, I thinking think that- abundantly. I mean, in my mind, thinking abundantly goes hand in hand with a growth mindset, right? right? It's saying that there's enough out there in the world. I just haven't found the right path or means to get to it yet, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to stop trying. Right. And and this is just something that's very, very close to my heart, actually. Um, you know, the, the saying that, you know, you don't fail because you get knocked down. You fail because you don't get back up. Mm-hmm. Right. It's that growth mindset with a growth slash abundance mindset versus fear slash scarcity mindset. You could all, they, right. have, they basically go hand in hand, both of them. Right. And, it's retraining our brains. And this is if if somebody listening is struggling with, do I quit? You didn't come this far to only go this far, right? Or you're sitting there and you haven't even moved yet. Take the chance. Have an abundance mindset. If you fail, keep going, right? Get up, keep going. Learn lessons, keep going. There's plenty of chances and opportunities out there. But the problem is what our, what we're trained to do in society is you fail once you're 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 terrible you're a failure you suck right that's what school teaches us standardized testing you fail it you're not good right we're not given a second chance there but in reality outside of the box that we're taught to think in there is an abundance of chances and opportunity and a way to get to where you want to be as long as you don't give up as long as you have a growth and abundance mindset let give your efforts time to compound and start to grow for you and apply the lessons that you learn along the way. Right. So. And so the question may be, well, um, Andy, where does, where does love play into this? I understand the fear basis and how fear is related to scarcity. Where does the love come into this? And the love comes into this from self-love. Mm-hmm. Right. How much do I love myself? How much do I feel like I'm worthy uh, worthy of the abundance that is in the world, and I want to go claim that for myself. Right. If you don't have that, then you're not going to be um, open to a growth mindset. You're not going to be open to seeing challenges as opportunities for growth. Mm-hmm. I'm going to learn from it and do better the next time. Is that better going to get me there? It might not, but I'm going to keep learning from my second chance or second opportunity to try and get it right. And if I don't, as long as I keep going with that growth mindset, I'm eventually going to learn enough through this process that I am going to be successful in the end. Right. And I'm worthy of that success for myself. However, I define it for myself. And everybody defines success for themselves differently. And so it's not a, um, it's not, there's no right or wrong to success. It's what, what is success as you define it for yourself. Right. Um, and am I worthy of that success? If you don't feel like you're worthy on it, that's why it always starts with love and why, you know, we did the whole love versus fear thing is it all boils down and starts with that. Mm-hmm. Um, that your, your growth mindset comes out of it. Once you can flip over to love from fear, 
your scarcity abundance mindset for your life and so forth comes naturally along with that as well. And so that needs to be your goal in in life to get the life that you want, the lifestyle you want and so forth in your life is to start inward because where we learn is from our relationship with ourself. How you know, how how do we treat ourselves? How do we think about ourselves? Because then you can start applying that to others in the rest of the world. Right. And then that's where you generate value and you become a you become a scarcity, right? And the positive That's where you light. start developing your uniqueness. Exactly. Right. So I mean, with that, the biggest question for our listeners is based upon what we talked about today, I hope you take this and it, it does make you think and helps start making positive changes so we can all start generating more value. But in order for that to happen, are basically, are you going to be salt or are you going to be a diamond? And Andy, you want to expand upon that? Yeah. So if we, if we look, um, if we look at something in the world, um, that has abundance or scarcity in the world, you know, let's, let's pull it all together. Right. So we talked about, commodity in the business world, you know, which leads to abundance that there's a lot of it in the world. And if we, if we look at, to use an analogy, look at um, a product that we go out and purchase um, out in the marketplace, salt and diamond, they're both come from the earth. Uh, they're both minerals of sort. Um, salt is used um Every day, you know, we put salt on our food every day um, and so forth. And it, by, by nature, you can go down to any store half a mile down the road and find salt in the marketplace. Right. And so if we're not, if, if we're not generating self-love in ourselves and we're not allowing our uniqueness to come out in the world, then we're... we're Creating a human being that is sort of commonplace in the right. world. You can go down, you can go a half mile down the street and find somebody just like you. Right. You know, in terms of their life, what are they doing in their life? What kind of value they generate in their life, and so forth. Versus uh, a diamond, which is not as uh, available in the world. I won't right. say it's scarcity and only one in the world. That's we know that's not true, but we know that well, there's a less high than, grade diamond, a high grade diamond. Low-grade diamonds are used in manufacturing and, right. and so forth, so they're more plentiful. But a beautiful diamond that is of high grade, that is uh, valuable, that's being put on a ring or a necklace, um, a watch, whatever kind of basis that you're paying right. a lot of money for because of the quality of the diamond um, is just not available out there right. in high quantities. And that's what's driving the price on it. Um, a diamond is hard and that's where it's the manufacturing piece comes from. But the beauty is what is really valued in the world and why you're charge, uh, getting charged a high, high price for it if you want to go buy one. Right. If you translate over that into life, you want to be that hard diamond that people can see the beauty of yourself. And I don't care whether you're talking about a man or a woman. We all have our beauty. We all have our uniqueness. We all have the value that we're generating in the world, whether you're talking about products and services you're offering as a business owner, whether you're talking about in your relationships, whether it be with your spouse or your children, your neighbors, your coworkers, 
your country, your community, whatever. Um, you're using your skills and talents that have been given to you at birth or ones that you've developed um, over time to help generate value in the world. Uh, when I was talking earlier about that abundance and scarcity spectrum or that this uh, the scale the scale right just like in business we want to keep moving the business towards the uniqueness in life and it's not a flip of the switch it takes work it takes dedication it takes know-how and skills to work yourself along that scale to keep moving it and pushing it through your life every single day, trying to move over to the uniqueness side. And when you do that, you're going to start generating more value in the world. You're going to be sought out for your uniqueness. Right. Right? Look at Lady Gaga and Elton John. Right, exactly. So <laughs> They're very unique out in the entertainment world, and people, people seek them out for their uniqueness. Right. And then in comes abundance. Right. Mm -hmm. I love that analogy. So, um, to our listeners, I hope this, uh, this really hit hard and generated a lot of value for you today. Thank you again for taking your time with us. And, um, with that being said, we hope to see you next week. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Um, next couple episodes, we're going to start taking a look at leadership styles and that's a leadership style. Once again, regardless whether it's for your life. Um, or for business, we'll probably focus more on the business side, but we'll bring a little bit of life into it. Um, uh, next episode, we'll look at 10 different styles that are out there in the world and sort of pros and cons to each. And then uh, we'll take an episode and focus on the one that Zach and I try to lead in our own lives and the one that we feel like brings the most impact and most value to the world and that servant leadership. Um, and so I'm really looking really really forward, forward to, that. That, to that conversation. So. We hope you're having a great day. Have a great rest of your day and week. And we hope to see you, see you here next week. And until then, take care. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online at primerica.com slash Brian with a Y, Z Levy, the Facebook and LinkedIn platforms. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on the LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram platforms. Simply search for Generate Your Value. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world.